The LA Kings get a huge win over the Edmonton Oilers in their first game under new head coach Jim Hiller. Is this win something the Kings can build on? We'll discuss that and more on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we're on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. Also co-host of the Puck Podcast, the weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the last 17 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. The LA Kings played their first game under new head coach Jim Hiller following the firing of Tom McClellan. It was also their first game after the All-Star break and their bye week, and they were hosting their recent nemesis, the hottest team in the NHL, the Edmonton Oilers. And since it was the first game for Jim Hiller, as we're going to look back at this game, some wondered if there would be some lineup changes now with a new head coach taking over. Um, But the lineup was pretty much the same as we've seen recently under Tom McClellan and true to Jim Hiller's word, uh, he was looking uh, to make changes as far as how the Kings played, not necessarily who was playing where. Uh, So we still had the same two familiar top six uh, and frankly, the same bottom six as well, except for Alex Turcotte now in there at center. Um, The defense, the same. It was Jordan Spence in instead of Brant Clark. And as Jim Hiller would say, or he did say, as far as the goaltending goes, going to go with the guys who are giving them the best chance to win right now, and that is David Riddick. Uh, as for the game itself, um, if you missed it, a quick recap, and we'll get more detailed into it as we go along. But uh, scoreless first period Saturday night at Crypto.com Arena between the Kings and the Oilers. In the second period, though, L.A. would get on the board first with a power play goal from P.L. Dubois, his 11th of the season. Jordan Spence and Trevor Moore had the assists. Kings would make it 2-0 on a Trevor Lewis goal, his seventh of the season. Quinton Byfield with the assist on that one. And in the third period, a pair of Quinton Byfield goals would put the game away, his 15th and 16th goals of the season. Vladislav Gavrikov and Matt Roy assisted on his first goal. Andre Kopitar and Adrian Kempe with the helpers on the second goal. The Kings would skate out with a 4-0 shutout win over the Oilers. David Riddick gets his first shutout as a King. With 26 saves, and Jim Hiller gets his first career win as an NHL head coach. As for the game stats in this one, obviously Kings win on the scoreboard 4-0, the most important stat of them all. Uh, Shots on goal were dead even, 26 apiece, but I think holding a pretty powerful offensive lineup in Edmonton to just 26 goals, or 26 shots, excuse me, I think that's something the Kings going in would be happy with. The special teams was in favor of the Kings. And Edmonton has a very, very good power play, as you're probably well aware. They went over four, though, with a man advantage against the Kings. So that number one ranked penalty kill in the NHL getting the job done. Meanwhile, the Kings went one for two on the power play with that Pierre Luc Dubois power play goal. Faceoffs did favor Edmonton slightly 31 to 29. 
block shots heavily in favor of the Kings, 25 to 5. And the hits favored LA as well, 26 to 20. Not often the Kings out hit their opponent, uh, but certainly there are some stats there that I think tell the story uh, for the LA Kings. And we're going to get into our pluses and minuses from the big win over Edmonds, but this was exactly what the Kings needed. Exactly. Now, I don't know if this was the best game for the Kings this season. I would say probably not. They played some pretty good games earlier in the year. But under the circumstances, it was a big performance, much needed, uh, certainly the best game the Kings have played in a while. The energy the Kings played with was fantastic. Yes, they were well-rested. Yes, the Oilers had played the night before. I don't care. This type of game, this type of effort, this type of result is exactly what the LA Kings needed. As for what uh, head coach Jim Hiller had to say afterwards, well, he said many things. Um, but kind of just reiterating some of the things he said in his introductory press conference, uh, where he said, quote, we're just trying to get back to where we were. This isn't about anything necessarily new. It's just getting back. And tonight was a good step. End quote. That was the quote from new Kings head coach, uh, Jim Hiller. And I think he's right. Um, and he talked about it. He's kind of, uh, backing what his words were, where he said he believed in this team where he said he knows this is a good team, but it's about getting back to where they were. And at least for one night, I, I would say that they were. Um, the big question, though, is, is this the game that they can build on? Is this the game that gets them back on track? Now, that remains to be seen. But if the Kings need any recent evidence about what kind of team they can be, what kind of team they were earlier this season, I think they showed themselves with that win over the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, always fun to get a win and get to give out our three stars of the game. I don't think that uh, these three stars are anything surprising. Uh, number three, we're going with P.L. Dubois with his one goal and four hits in the game. And admittedly, we are grading on a bit of a curve with P.L., but this is the Pierre-Luc Dubois that we need to see the rest of the season. This is the Pierre-Luc Dubois we should have seen so far this season, frankly, uh, in this game, he was engaged. He was active. He was physical with those four hits. And yes, he had a goal, which is great. But even if you take that goal away, this is still what we need to see from PLD going forward. And frankly, I don't think it's asking a lot. Now, if you didn't see the game, uh, we saw Pierre-Luc Dubois, who battled along the boards, drew a penalty. He hit people. Uh, he was second on the team in hits with four. Matt Roy had five. He looked for his shot, but he if he didn't have the shot, he didn't force it. He actually dumped the puck in the zone uh, several times when in the past we've seen him try and skate through several players and it almost never working out. Now, he did have one bad play. He signaled to the bench that he was coming off for a line change, and then he didn't leave, and that resulted in Andre Kopitar stepping over the boards a little early. It was called too many men on the ice. It was a little bit of a ticky-tack call because Kopi stepped on and stepped right back off, but still. Um, and that's usually more on the player coming on the ice because he sees the other player coming off. But still, that was you can't signal to the bench you're coming off and then not, not come off unless it's going to be like a scoring chance. And that wasn't the case. He was staying on the ice uh, with, the, with the puck in the king's end. Um, but that was really the only minus play from Pierre-Luc Dubois. So uh, good, solid game for him. We're going to hear a quote from him or see a quote from him in just a second. 
But hopefully this is what we see from him going forward. If so, then obviously that's going to be huge for the LA Kings. And again, it wasn't like he lit the world on fire, but he played a very solid game, and that's what we need to see. The number two star is Quinton Byfield. On most nights, frankly, he'd be the number one star with a three-point game and two goals. Also had a great assist on the Trevor Lewis goal. Uh, started the play by stealing the puck, then led a two-on-one and made a perfect pass around a defender to Louie, who put it home. Uh, his first goal uh, for, for Byfield put in a rebound of a Vladislav Gavrikov point shot, and then he iced the game with an empty net goal. Byfield continues his breakout season, uh, now has 16 goals and 38 points this year. His previous career highs were five goals and 22 points. Uh, most uh, most games, uh, two, again, two goals, three points would give you the number one star, but I got to go with David Riddick in this one. Big save Dave had his best game as an L.A. King. 26 saves, not a lot, but against this opponent, uh, had uh, a very, very nice play that he doesn't give credit for a save on. A pass across uh, through the crease was to a wide-open Connor McDavid, and he used his stick to poke the puck away. Uh, second period with L.A. having a 2-0 lead, he made not one but two big saves, first on Corey Perry, then on Vander Kane on a rebound attempt. Uh, they talk about a goalie being your best penalty killer as well. Well, again, Edmonton's top five power play was 0 for 4, so give credit to Cam Talbot there as well. Or excuse me, uh, David Riddick. Uh, the way Cam Talbot has been struggling, the Kings have really needed Riddick to step up, and he's absolutely done that. Now 6-1-3 and three, since being called up 1.90 goals against average and a 9.31 save percentage, and now with the one shutout. Uh, we're going to get to our pluses and minuses coming up here in just a second, but I did want to mention, um, we talked about Pierre-Luc Dubois, and we know what he has been and what he hasn't been so far this season. So what did he say after this game, one of his best games as an LA King? Um, he said afterwards, quote, they, talking about the coaching staff, challenged me to be a better player out there and to be a difference maker. That can come with scoring goals, assists, but it also can come with hits, drawing penalties, all the things that maybe not everybody notices. Their message is that I can do a lot better, and I knew that, but to have it laid out like that, it's a fun challenge to do, end quote. So that was the quote from Pierre-Luc Dubois after the game. And I will say this about Pierre-Luc Dubois. He talks a good game. Every time I see him interviewed, he says all the right things. Uh, unfortunately, he doesn't do all the right things on the ice. So while I'm encouraged by the game he had, I'm not ready to uh, exactly say he's back or he's arrived or whatever. It is interesting timing with the new head coach. It is, I don't, you know, the quote he, he had right there that I read, I, I can't believe Todd McClellan didn't spell it out for him, didn't challenge him and tell him the things he needed to do. I feel pretty confident McClellan did that. So for him to say, oh, well, now the coaches have told me exactly what I need to do. I don't know that I buy that, to be honest. That having been said, uh, he did have a solid game. We need him to be engaged like that every game going forward, even if he's does if he gets a goal or not. If he gets a goal, that's great. But to, again, battle along the boards, dish out hits, uh, you know, win puck battles. That's the kind of stuff he needs to do on a nightly basis. We saw it against Edmonton. We know he can do it. Need to see more of that going forward. We'll get to our pluses and minuses and more coming up here in just a second on Lockdown LA Kings, your team every day. We're headed into the stretch run of the NHL season, and the Kings are hoping to make a strong playoff push. But regardless of where we are on the standings, I want to remind you that you can win big playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app 
of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleepers are number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether players like Austin Matthews or Nathan McKinnon will record more or less than the Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, and if it's goalies, saves. You got plus, minus, and more. And it's not just about the daily fantasy uh, hockey. Um, We also have the NBA going on as well. Uh, to win a hundred times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me right, Kings fans. If you you can win a hundred times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleepers, so start paying attention and nail your picks so you can win big. Use the promo code Locked On NHL and you'll get up to a hundred dollars match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code Locked On NHL. See sleepers' terms of use for details and locational availabilities. So did want to get to the plus minuses from the win over the Oilers. Um, Jim Miller talked about the team's bank account. If you heard his uh, pregame press conference, or not the pregame, his uh, introductory press conference, I talked about it, and I liked what he had to say about the bank account. Basically, if you make a good play, you get money in your account. If you make a bad play, money gets taken out. I didn't officially do that and grade all the players during the game against the Oilers, but I think it's pretty safe to say if you watch that game, you know there were a lot of Kings who had positive bank accounts after that game for the plus plays that they made and not a lot of negative plays to be honest with you but as far as the pluses for the game obviously we talked a lot about them the overall energy of the team uh as jim fox likes to likes to say skating in a straight line uh certainly we talked about peel dubois the block shots i thought were were huge uh the king's looking to sacrifice uh, the body to keep the puck out of the net or shots on goal. But David Riddich also stepping up big and Quentin Byfield really, really kind of leading the way as well. It's great to see that he's not just a part of the team, but he's one of the leaders now on the team. Um, because the Kings were shorthanded a lot in this game, Jim Hiller had to make some in-game adjustments to the lines. And I thought um, he did a good job with that. Uh, basically late in the game, he did go to three lines. They didn't really play the fourth line much at all. Um, so pushing, the, the right buttons, it seemed, uh, in the game for the new head coach. Uh, I did like that he started the PL Dubois line in each of the periods, just kind of showing those guys a little bit of confidence in particular, uh, Dubois. And you know what a positive was for me? And I wasn't there, unfortunately. I had uh, something to attend, an event to attend. But I watched the game when I got home, and I thought the crowd was great at Crypto.com Arena. Uh, at least that the, the atmosphere that I, I heard on TV Seemed like it was a, the crowd was really into it, and I think they were ready to see something positive and to cheer about. And fortunately, the Kings definitely gave them that. As far as the minuses for them went over Edmonton, not many. Um, the Kings did have a pair of too many men on the ice penalties. I talked about the one with P.L. Dubois, and I get that the Kings, and we they even talked about it in practice, making fast line changes um, because there were some issues with bad line changes before. Uh, but you still need to just polish that a little bit. It's great that you want to have the quick line changes, and that's good. But again, just make sure your guy's coming off before you go on. I know you want to cheat a little bit, but uh, it's a minor thing. But fortunately for the Kings, penalty kill doing so well, uh, it didn't turn out to be a major thing. So a lot more pluses than minuses, certainly, in that win over the Oilers. Now, I usually don't give out pluses or minuses for an opponent, but I got to give the Edmonton Oilers a minus uh, because apparently after the game, Quentin Byfield tried to collect the puck for Jim Hiller for his first win as an NHL coach as, you know, a souvenir, a memento of the night. And apparently a couple of the Oilers took the puck and didn't want to give it to him. 
And eventually, I'm told they eventually did get the puck. But I mean, seriously, what are we doing here? I, this is so childish. It's just, I mean, a part of me does like it in a sense that I do like good rivalries. I do like legitimate kind of bad blood. And there does seem to be some of that between the Kings and the Oilers, obviously playing consecutive years in the playoffs. Uh, that certainly is a big reason why, but just so petty and so just, I couldn't believe I heard that afterwards. I mean, really, you're not going to allow a team to get a puck for their coach's first win. I thought that was just so weak on the part of the Oilers. I'm glad the Kings eventually did get the puck for Jim Hiller. So uh, a minus for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Now, this game could be a big plus when we look at pluses and minuses for the Kings overall, but they need to carry this momentum forward. And momentum, I do believe in momentum in games. I don't know that it carries over from game to game. It can in certain situations, but, and I think Jim Hiller talked about it afterwards. He said, we had a good practice and then we had another good practice and now we've had a good game. And now we got to have another good practice and then another good game. It, it resets every day and you can't live on what's happened before but you can build on it, and that's what the Kings have to do. They did it earlier in the year, and hopefully this is uh, something where the Kings have proved to themselves like we've all seen it before. That's I think that's why we've, as Kings fans, we've held on to some optimism about the season because it's not like we're hoping they get it together, but we hadn't seen it all year. We've seen it this year. We've seen them be an, a very, very good team. They just need to get that back, and that's what they—that's what Jim Hiller's been talking about, and this was a great first step to that. If you remember the Kings last year, they had that big win in Boston over the Bruins, which, you know, that team was having a historically great regular season, and the Kings kind of built off of that win. I think the same can be said for this win over Edmonton. Again, the Oilers, they did have their 16-game winning streak come to an end, but then their next game, they beat the Ducks, and then they played the Kings and lost. So this is, again... One of the hotter teams in the league, maybe one of the top teams in the league. And now the whole overall season has them just in third in the division. But once they made that coaching change, they've kind of taken off. So hopefully the Kings can do that as well with their coaching change. Um, again, it seemed like the perfect time, right, to make that change with the bye week, with the all-star break, get a new coach in there. And then now you got the Oilers coming in. You get that win and you play a great game, a smart game, an energetic game. Uh, it, it just seems like this can be the perfect thing for the Kings going forward. And they talked about it after the game, having a game that is fun. Now, obviously the NHL, big time professional sports, this is a business. It's not just about having fun, but they're also human beings. And when you have a lot of frustration that builds up and things seemingly not going your way, even though you've been close on a lot of occasions to finally have things go right, to finally play a full solid 60 minutes get the win, feel good about yourselves, and now carry it forward, right? Again, we know the Kings have done this. They know they have been a good team. They know they've got a talented roster. So hopefully going forward again, this is something they can build on, but they have to build on it. It can't just be a big win and then you don't go out and, and give it your all. So big four-game road trip coming up for the Kings. Buffalo on Tuesday, New Jersey on Thursday, Boston on Saturday, and Pittsburgh on Sunday. Now, the Sabres have not been very good this season. That's a very winnable game for the Kings. New Jersey was supposed to be good, but they're struggling. 
Boston, maybe the best team in the NHL. That's going to be a great test. And then the next night in Pittsburgh, they've been up and down, but they're battling for a playoff spot. So a big four-game road trip coming up for the LA Kings. Not going to be easy, but again, Kings need points. They need more efforts like they had against the Oilers. And hopefully, again, that was a very encouraging sign for the Kings going forward. Speaking of the Kings making a playoff push, we'll get into that, tell you where they are in the standings after a weekend full of action. That's next here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA and NHL players and teams, and you can have quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and much, much more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. LA Kings are on the road to face the Buffalo Sabres 4 p.m. Pacific time on Tuesday. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of your LA Kings with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search LA Kings. There was a little bit of news today involving the Kings. We'll get to one note in a moment, but Victor Arvidsson again, continuing his recovery from back surgery. Practice today in Buffalo. He was on the ice, this time wearing a, a gray jersey. Zach Dooley, the Kings insider, reporting and that he was skating in and out of the top two lines, which is interesting. Uh, obviously, it, it, he could come back for the Buffalo game. Maybe they give it one more game, but it looks like the return of Victor Arbutson is imminent, barring any setbacks. So we could see him against Buffalo. We could see him in the next game uh, after that um, against New Jersey. But Victor Arbutson will be back soon. Of course, the big question is, where does he slot in? It appears to me that they're going to put him on that second line with Philip Deneau and Trevor Moore and put Kevin Fiala down on the third line with Pierre-Luc Dubois. I would actually rather them keep that number two line together. Fiala seems to really play well with Moore and Deneau. I don't know that he and P.L. Dubois together is a great duo. I think Arvidsson is a little bit more reliable, a little more steady. And since he is coming back from that back injury, maybe not have him get top six minutes right away. Now we'll see what Jim Hiller decides to do, but that'll be a big question. Hopefully we'll have a clearer picture on when Victor Arvidsson will be back, if it is tomorrow or not against the Sabres, and where he will be playing. Uh, but excited to get Victor Arvidsson back regardless. So we talked about the Kings' big win over the Oilers, and it was big in more ways than one, certainly big as far as the effort that was given to beat a really good team, to hopefully use this as kind of a springboard going forward, but also big in the standings because right now a lot of the teams that the Kings are competing with for playoff spots, they're winning too. So let's quickly check in on the Pacific Division standings and the Western Conference playoff race coming out of the weekend. Vancouver on top right now, the Pacific, 76 points. They're not only leading the Pacific, but leading the Western Conference and the entire NHL. It, it will be very shocking if anybody can catch them. They're just playing that well. And they're adding pieces now with the trade deadline coming up. Vegas has 68 points, so they're eight points back of Vancouver. Pretty difficult to think that Vegas is going to catch them for first place. I think the Golden Knights are pretty solidly in second place. Then you've got the Edmonton Oilers and the LA Kings. Edmonton in third place with 61 points. LA in fourth place with 58 points. Again, big win for the Kings in a lot of different ways. That was a four-point game against the Oilers. 
So getting those two points puts the Kings just three points back of Edmonton. The Oilers have one fewer game played than the Kings, so they have one game in hand. But the Kings, we'll see. Um, it's going to be difficult to catch the Oilers. We'll see if maybe Edmonton cools off now after that incredible hot streak they have. And if the Kings can get it going, it's not out of the realm of possibility the Kings could catch Edmonton and get that third spot. But we'll see. Uh, as for the teams that are chasing the Kings, St. Louis Blues also have 58 points like the Kings, um, but they have played fewer games than LA. They've played two fewer games, so the Kings have a better point percentage, which means they have the tiebreaker, which means the Kings are the number one wildcard team and the Blues are the number two wildcard team. Nashville is right there as well. They've got 56 points, so they're just two points out of a wildcard spot. And Calgary suddenly has gotten hot. They're only three points back of the wildcard. They've won four in a row, despite them shipping off pieces with the trade deadline coming up, but they've gotten hot at the moments there. They're in the mix. And then Seattle is kind of on the outside there, 52 points, four points back of the wild card spot. But all the teams I've just mentioned, St. Louis, Nashville, Calgary, Seattle, they've all played more games than the Kings. So LA does have at least a game or two in hand on all of those teams. If the playoffs started today, the Kings would be the number one wild card team and would face the Dallas Stars in the first round of the playoffs as Dallas is right now on top of a very tight central division. A real quick rain report. Ontario just one game over the past week. It was a shootout loss Friday night, 4-3 against the Henderson Silver Knights. Tyler Madden, Charles Udon, Hayden Hodgson had the goals for LA. Eric Portillo took the loss, allowing three goals on 29 shots. Two games coming up this week for Ontario, Friday and Saturday. Um, they'll be taking on a couple of opponents. Um, they are riding a five-game losing skid. Overall record of 22-18-5. They're in sixth in the Pacific Division, and I don't think it's a uh, coincidence that the team has kind of gone on this slide with Brant Clark and Samuel Fogimo leaving the team to join the Kings. Now, they did go back, Alex Turcott as well. They did go back and play a couple of games with the rain. Didn't help them out, unfortunately, but I think that's, uh, that's three big losses off your roster for the Ontario Rain. Hopefully, they can uh, get things heading in the right direction here soon. One more quick Kings note. Uh, the team did release an announcement today saying that they will once again host Frozen Fury in Salt Lake City, Utah, coming up next season. Uh, they'll be taking on the Vegas Golden Knights on Monday, September the 23rd. So that announcement again, the Frozen Fury uh, will once again be in Salt Lake City, Utah, a, a city that's hoping to get NHL hockey at some point. But the Kings will play in the preseason. September 23rd against the Vegas Golden Knights in Salt Lake City, Utah. That is going to do it for today's show for you everydayers. Those of you that listen and watch Locked on LA Kings every day coming up on tomorrow's show. Obviously, we will hopefully give you the latest news on Victor Arbitson. Find out if he's going to play in that game against Buffalo. Uh, find out if he is going to play, where he's going to play. So looking forward to the return of Victor Arbitson seemingly here in the very, very near future. Hey, the email address, if you'd like to be interactive with the show, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E. If you're watching on YouTube, please post your comments in the comments section. We always enjoy that. We'd love for you to stay interactive with the show by following us on social media, X, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at LockedOnLAKings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you, as always, for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Have a great rest of your day. We will talk to you tomorrow. And as always, Go Kings go.